Hey everybody, Paul Turner here from thediscipleproject.net here with another episode of the Youth Ministry of Motion podcast that exists so that you can stay motivated and your youth ministry moves forward. And, um, and so welcome back. This is uh, part five in my five questions you want to ask volunteers because in order to have uh, a healthy and productive youth ministry, you got to have healthy and productive volunteers. And if you've not gone back and listened to the other four questions, that's okay. One is not dependent upon the other, but they're a good collection. Uh, the other four are, in addition to this one, uh, to put together when you're talking about the questions you want to ask your volunteers. And these questions are good, by the way, for long-term volunteers to kind of get them re-engaged or re-excited about being a volunteer, but they're also good to ask uh, you know, new people who are coming into your into your ministry as a as a way to um, you know kind of clarify what they're called to do. And so we're going to get into question number five, the last of the series, uh, here in just a minute. If you've, by the way, if you've enjoyed the series, uh, if you like the podcast shorter, if you like these little nuggets, if you like these little things like that, hit me up and let me know, please. Just hit, just send me an email at thedproject at me.com. Uh, you can send me a little email and say, hey, Paul, I've been listening to the podcast, really enjoy the shorter stuff, maybe versus the longer stuff. Uh, I still like doing interviews uh, and things like that, and so those will still be coming your way. But I just wanted to try something a little different with you guys, you know? I hope you don't mind. I like to experiment and explore, and it's uh, kind of in my DNA. So uh, let me know, because I want to be able to serve you guys best way I know how. So, all right. Uh, if you're brand spanking new, by the way, thanks for joining if you're a regular, also welcome back. Welcome back to you. Uh, and uh, if you like the episode, by the way, whether you're brand spanking new or a regular, if you would like to go by and leave a few stars, that would be great over on the iTunes. And uh, let me know what you think. Review the podcast, and that way people can find it. So, all right. Well, that's it for that. Let's jump into today. And the last question here you can talk with your volunteers about is to simply clarify, do you see yourself as a leader or a chaperone. And uh, I think what happens, you know, in, in uh, ministry is I think we recruit, we try to recruit leaders and we wind up with chaperones. And, and when I think of chaperones, you know, I can remember, maybe you do too, you go to a school dance, whatever it is, and there were chaperones, right, in attendance. There were adults, uh, parents, police officers, whoever it was, they were there to watch over the dance. They weren't really there to engage with students. They were just there to make sure nothing terrible happened. And, um, you know, that, that was their job. Make sure there's no kissing, no dirty dancing, no smoking in the parking lot. You know, the goal was to make sure that nobody died. And, uh, and sadly, uh, that's kind of the role of many, um, you know, of our volunteers who take the role of saying, listen, I'm just here to make sure nobody kills one another. And I think that becomes the key question. And you're not going to, you know, you're going to ask them, and it's nothing wrong with this, by saying, do you see yourself more as a leader or as a chaperone? And uh, I think this is a good question because it's going to clarify for you. It's going to clarify how you invest, right? Because I think what happens too is we get a bunch of uh, people who want to, they love God, by the way, you know, people who love God, uh, they want to do right by the church, they want to do all those things, but they're, they're really not sure what they would like to do. And I think if you clarify with them, 
chaperone or leader, then you're going to be able to place them somewhere. You're going to be able to find the right niche for them. Uh, you're going to be able to find the, their their callings and gifts and things like that. Once again, if they're if they're a chaperone, then you know what they're there to be at the lock-in to make sure nobody goes in the parking lot. Uh, they're there to be on the trip for the event. They're on there, but maybe these are not the same people you want in your week in week out youth meeting, unless. Uh, you have maybe a very large youth ministry, or you just ha- or you have places in your youth ministry where where somebody who um, you know they're not going to lead a small group, but they can help feed the kids or things like that. And and clarifying this between chaperone and leader is really going to uh, free up your time in a lot of ways, because once you play now, you chaperones still need things like information. Uh, chaperones need uh, times, dates expectations, uh, all those kind of good things. They still need those, but it's not the same as maybe one of your youth leaders because your youth leaders, you're going to take a deeper dive. You're going to send them the emails on, you know, listening to a certain podcast or a a link to a video training, or uh, you're going to invest in some of them uh, a lot deeper than maybe you would a chaperone. Now, there are some who, if you start them out as a chaperone somewhere, maybe in the midst of asking these questions, they discover that they want to move from being a chaperone, somebody who just makes sure nothing bad happens, to somebody who wants to take a deeper dive and uh, be able to minister to kids on a deeper level. But you don't know that until you, you know, once again, clarify whether somebody wants to be a chaperone or even if they want to be a leader, they you're still going to have to say, listen, I, I think you line up better with a chaperone. You know, I want you on some events, I want you on some trips, but I don't necessarily need you in the meeting, you know, every week. And so uh, leaders versus chaperones, leaders, on the other hand, you know, have a mission every week. We talked about that, you know, last week. We said, listen, how do we get our volunteers on mission? I, you know, encourage you to listen to that one uh, because it really could get your, your, your folks on track. And, you know, so leaders have a mission each week to make an impact. They're showing up for that, you know. Volunteer leaders, leaders see their role as, this is the key here, proactive rather than reactive. They make sure something does happen, right? The leader can see a little bit of head, right? The chaperone says, okay, something uh, bad has happened. Something has spilled. Something's done. I got to clean that up. Uh, you know, this fight happened. I broke them up. You know, the leader already can see it happening. Not that a chaperone can't. I'm not, I don't mean to, you know, parse this so uh, thinly here, okay? I'm not saying that a chaperone can't do that. I'm just saying that leaders are proactive where I think chaperones can be reactive. And so, you know, the leader comes in and says, I'm going to give life-giving affirmation. I'm going to have a deeper conversation about life with a student. Uh, I'm going to have a listening ear for somebody. Uh, I'm going to be able to uh, find the kid who's kind of sitting by themselves and and engage with them uh, versus maybe chaperones who come in maybe with other chaperones, and they kind of chatted up together. And they, they're sort of there on some level that says, hey, we're just, we're bodies, you know, we're adults, and, you know, we're here to make sure that the kids don't get rowdy or things like that, uh, you know. And so in, you know, I don't, like I said, I don't want to, I don't want to separate them too far because there's overlap, right, between a chaperone and a volunteer. There's, you can be a great leader, but, 
you know, maybe they just don't want the time, put the time in, or maybe uh, they just don't have uh, some of the things you need for that person to be in, 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 in clarifying and asking them, do you see yourself more as a leader or a chaperone, which will gauge their interest, which will then gauge the amount of investment. And you will, and for chaperones, they will need information and leaders will need uh, input and they will uh, need uh, the investment and then they will share back and forth with you, you know, about their roles and responsibilities. And, you know, my view of, you know, leadership says that, uh, that a volunteer uh, should be over time influence in the lives of students, you know, to walk uprightly, uh, to make good decisions, and lean into their gifts and abilities. That's what I see as a leader. A leader is doing uh, simple things, right? They're, they're, they're not super complicated. If they know where, if they know how to do it, and that's our role as youth pastors is to help these volunteers uh, that want to be leaders uh, to invest in them, to say, listen, I want my volunteers to influence kids, I want them, you know, in a in a godly way to be godly examples. I want to I want them to help students make good decisions, and I want uh, leaders to, uh, you know, lean into help kids lean into their gifts and callings and their abilities that that God's given them. Uh, and I want them to do that all the while, making sure nobody dies, nobody's outside in the in the parking lot smoking or whatever it may be. And it's really not necessarily either or, right? You know, we should be training our volunteers, no matter what they are, to be active participants who weekly make something happen. Because it's hard to measure, listen to this, it's hard to measure, you know, spiritual growth, uh, the spiritual growth of students through inaction, right? If if our, our leaders are not leading, then all of that falls upon us to make up the, the difference. And that's where uh, bad things start to happen because we start to carry way too much weight, too much responsibility, and things like that. And that's why we need our volunteers to to weekly do that because that's what you're going to measure. You're going to measure uh, totality, right, of all of our volunteers, our whole team, uh, trying to make an impact and measure the spiritual growth of our students through the actions our adults take on a weekly basis. And that is this episode, guys. I hope that you have enjoyed this short little series on the five questions you should ask your volunteers uh, to up their game a little bit, right? To to clarify roles and responsibility, to uh, get people on mission, to, uh, you know, supply the amount of adults, godly adults that you need to help run your youth ministry, no matter what size it is, whether it's 12 kids or, or 1,200 kids, you, you know, having the right volunteers makes all the difference in the world. So I want to thank you guys for coming by again today. If you're brand spanking new, once again, thank you for listening. If you're a regular, thanks for stepping back by. Don't forget to go by iTunes and maybe leave some stars in a review. I'd love to hear from you on what you think about the podcast and maybe how this series has benefited you. I would love to hear. And so guys, until next time, you guys have a great week and I'll catch you on the next episode. We'll talk to you later.